the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Pretty much immediate post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's 3-2 defeat at home to West Ham United. Uh, Palace were back under lights to sell us tonight, but that didn't do him any favours, it's fair to say. Uh, as always, myself, Matthew, and I am joined uh, by Luke. Luke, hello, dare I ask, how are you? My ears are still ringing, Matt, actually, from that from that loud crowd at Sellers Park this evening. But um, yeah, all right. <laughs> Kev, uh, dare I ask how you are? Mate, listen... I'm going to be calling the Samaritans very shortly, but I'm going to hang on with you for a few hours and then I'll do Samaritans. Hours? But, uh... Jesus Christ, Kev. <laughs> all right. Not hours, just a little while. No, I'm all right, Matt. I'm all right. How are you, my friend? Are you good? Yeah, all good. All good. We're getting used to this. I'm watching a Palace defeat. It's uh, pretty much the norm at the minute, unfortunately. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to try and uh, guide us through some positives, but I think I might be uh, knowing where this is, this is going to go. But let's talk about the setup for tonight. So we made three changes going into this game. Uh, we were really pleased, I'm sure, when we saw Zahar back uh, in, in the lineup. Um, and then the sort of centre back partnership that's been probably the strongest uh, combination we've had in, in Cahill and Kaite, uh both coming back in. We went 4 4 2. We started really, really well. I was kind of a bit taken aback when we came out, you know, like we had a rocket behind us. I thought, yep, okay, we finished the last pod talking about the reaction that we wanted to see tonight. And I thought, okay, we're going to see it from Palace tonight. And, and we got a goal inside three minutes, didn't we, Luke? Started started really, really well. Fresh out the blocks, mate, wasn't it? It was quite an impressive start and great bit of link-up play between Wilf and Tekkers, I think it was, that, that led to the chance. Another one of those flicks from Ben Teke that we kept seeing, you know. There was a bit, Kevin, I'd love to get Kev's view on this in, in a bit, a lazy punditry before the game because I did manage to get watch a bit of the old BT. And they were talking some of the stuff about Ben Teke and it was, it was quite, yeah, it was just obvious sort of cliche stuff. But that, that bit of play was, was brilliant from him and a, a great drilled finish. Finish. And yeah, what was that? A couple of minutes, two minutes, three minutes. And I thought we looked really good. Four minutes later, West Ham go down the other end and, and the game sort of even up. So an exciting start to say the least. It, 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 was a, it was a good start. I mean, you know, we don't often come out of the blocks in the first half, do we? Normally a, a second half team, as they say. But but we did come out sort of all firing. But then then it was a very quick return, wasn't it, from, from West Ham, Kev? And then... That kind of set the tone, right? Yeah, absolutely, Matt. I mean, obviously, as as you said, out the blocks quick. And, you know, you often hear sometimes you can score a goal too early. I think, you know, it was a great goal. But West Ham showed what West Ham are all about now. You know, they're a different proposition from even the team we played six weeks ago. You know, they're confident. They look good. They knock the ball around. That first goal was a beautiful goal, actually, by them. Let's be honest. I think it was um, Fornell's the ball to play it behind for Antonio to click it in. And then, obviously, the big lad just wanted it more than uh, than, Al, uh, than Mitchell. Uh, but they, they looked good from then onwards. You know, I felt it was a bit ominous. I would have bit your hand off for a point at, um, uh, at, uh, when it, at 1-1 after 10 minutes because I thought they were looking good. Second goal, I'll be honest with you, I... It sounds sour grapes. It's not. I, I didn't. I thought it was a soft free kick, but there was nothing wrong with the goal. And I thought, in fairness, without being rude to Vinci, I thought it could have been stronger at that front post when it came in. But it, it all happened so quick, and they, they've turned it around very quickly. So, very, very disappointing. And let's be honest, Matt. You know, I think they've hit the post twice after that, and we were very, very lucky to be going in two one at half time. Really. Um, 
so disappointing and uh, yeah, set the tone really for the rest of the evening really. They looked at the the second one, didn't they? They looked at. Were they looking at it for offside? They were. They spent yeah, quite a bit of time looking at it. It was in, interesting. I, they did. I think they were also looking at it for a possible handball. I think they were think oh. when the ball came over. I think they won. I think they were looking at also whether it brushed Antonio's. I think arm. But if it had been given, it would have been an absolute farce because there was nothing wrong with the goal at all. No. Um, it was more, as I say, I was more just disappointed. I thought, you know, Antonio was clever to get the free kick. Kuate was a little bit rusty. I thought, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, I think he's, he stepped in and Antonio, you know, got the free kick, which is what a good centre forward does. And, you know, I, I never thought they looked back, unfortunately, at 2-1. And we were lucky, really, let's be honest, boys, that they I didn't think... score six or seven. Sorry, Luke. You, no, I was just saying that you mentioned Antonio there. He's got to be the unluckiest bloke in South London. Didn't he hit the post <laughs> twice tonight? It was unbelievable. Everything went against him. But you're, you're, you're bang on there, Kev. I mean, West Ham could have been four or five up half-time. They absolutely peppered us. They, they did really well passing the ball out in little round sort of intricate triangles in, in between our, our two lines right in the 18-yard line. And yeah, how, how they only scored two goals at half-time is, is beyond me, if I'm honest. They, were, they yeah. were much better than us. A class above us, I felt. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, sorry, Matt. Over to, to you. Up, sorry. To, as, to, as say, to pull out the stats and to build on what you're saying there, we had six shots, three on target. They had 17 shots, seven on target. And they're the away team. Yeah, that, that says something about the game. And, and again, another stat for you because we love a stat. You know, the possession's pretty equal 54 46, us 54. And again, it's very, very unlike Palace. I mean, I'm, I'm going to try and put some perspective on it. Have we played them at the wrong time? Because they've gone top four after that result. I, I don't think we've played them at the wrong time, Matt. I just think we've played a team that is brimming with confidence. I mean, I don't I don't know how many changes they made for the cup game against Doncaster, but they won 4 0. They look like a side were well-drilled and they're enjoying their football. You know, some of those players look very different to how they possibly looked, you know, even six months ago. I think Declan Rice was great. I think, you know, you've got to give a lot of credit to, we've talked about it previously, but you've got to talk about the, you've got to talk about the West Ham backroom staff and, and just everything Moise is doing there. You know, fair play to him. The fact that they're fourth and I think their next game's Liverpool. You know, and you know, I'm a London football fan above all. If if West Ham can get a result against Liverpool, I think it'd be brilliant. Good luck to them. And um, you know, let's be honest, the second goal we got flattered us. But the only positive for us, I think, from that is great that Bats has scored and hopefully that might give him a little bit of a confidence if he gets a bit of a run, depending on what comes in. Because I think there are some players who possibly didn't quite pull their weight as well as they should have done today. And when Bats come on, you know, great that he got the goal and and, and I who I thought worked very hard when he came on as well. So, you know. I'm trying to find the positives, but one win in ten—it's—it's it's difficult to keep doing the pods when uh, we are as uh, almost shambolic as we are at the moment. So for, for me, something something isn't quite right in the in the in the way we're set up, and I don't know if it's you know the way they're being drilled or the way they're putting into practice what they're being told to do. But we look very lethargic, considering we had what is it eight day, eight days rest since the last last game. We looked very just off colour, really, sort of out of sorts. Didn't really look, bar the immediate really good start, didn't really look up for it. And it's a London derby. I know you haven't got the fans there, but it's still a London derby. And you, you do expect more, you know, up and at if you like, from, from a Palace team when, when it is like that. And we're at home, you know. So there, there are a number of factors here that I think do stand out. And, I, and I'm not, I'm, I can't put my finger on what it is, you know. There are Palace fans who will be calling tonight for Roy to go. It's, this is a run of games now that you know in which we've only our only victory is bottom side Sheffield United, who you know have been pretty bad this year. Um, 
and, and, and it's a it's a it's a long way from the Palace team that started the season with the victory at Old Trafford and other other results. I mean, what what is going wrong, Luke? I think the problem is, bruv, is that I think we're probably about 13, 14 points from safety, isn't it? So it almost feels like, you know, why would you shuffle the pack at this point when you've got a manager who's out of contract in June, May, June? Um, and you can you can have all this time to to look t- towards something else. So you wouldn't you wouldn't do it now. You just wouldn't shuffle the pack now. What we've one weekend left of the transfer window. Any manager coming in will want, will want his own time to and his own funds to do what he wants with, with the squad and make it in, in his own. I don't know what, what what you do. I think a lot more people are, are are starting to think that a change is needed. And Kev, you were saying to me before the pod that um, you felt that maybe maybe you're in that camp now. Yeah, I, I'm really. Gutted to say it, but I just I'm just not seeing enough. You know, I I would like to see a few players. It's not even give more, but we just don't seem as Matt called it a few moments ago. West Ham are up for it tonight, and they you know we look lethargic in certain areas. I, I thought Will's body language changed after the third goal went in. If I'm honest, you know I thought it was a poor goal, good goal from their point of view, but poor from us for lack of marking. Um, I, I I I get where you're coming from, Luke. That we're you know so many points above the bottom, but if we you know we I think we were this was our first of six what we felt were winnable games. If we don't get a result in the next two games, West Brom have just gone one nil down against Man City, which is Andy. Um, if we don't get, you know, a couple of decent reactions in the next two games, then I, I think people will be calling for a change. And you know, I, I don't know. I just feel, just feel a bit flat if I'm honest, chaps, because I don't understand a bit like Matt and and yourself, Luke. I can't quite put my finger on what's gone wrong. I don't, you know, I don't. Eze seems to be playing within himself. You know, there was a couple of chances today where he could have really gone for it and then he cut back inside and, you know, Andros, I think, was on skates for the first 40 minutes because he, you know, just kept falling on his bum, worked hard, but didn't do anything. So, I don't know, too many people didn't do it today for me and, uh, mm. and maybe, maybe, maybe fresh blood is needed. I'm worried about what Will's body language was at, at 3-1. He didn't seem I, into it. I thought, he was, I thought he was excellent for the first 35 minutes. I thought he chased everything. Uh, but then he seemed to have that altercation with um, Dawson. And it just, I don't know, it just seemed to change his game again today. What was your take? You've got to remember, Kev, as well, I think you've got, well, you didn't have today Ray Lewington on the, on the sideline, absolutely shouting at Wilf and shouting at the Palace players. So maybe that has some effect on, on, on Wilf's body language. He's not got someone there who's normally there shouting. Where was Ray, Luke? Where was Ray, Luke? Forgive he, me. He's, uh, he's self-isolating, apparently. Right. Okay, yeah. that makes a big difference. That makes a big difference, doesn't it? To maybe because... that's why I could hear the crowd and not Ray. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, well, Ray, we we know you're listening, and we uh, we wish you well. Yeah, get back out there. Get back out there with them shorts on, because um, we we certainly missed you tonight. I mean, Kev, you you touched on the the fixture uh, list, and uh, and I think we we um, discussed this a little bit last time in the pod, but the next few games for Palace, and I don't like saying this, but the next few games for Palace are massive. Because this run of fixtures, right, we are playing pretty much everyone uh, in the bottom half of the table. And 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 let's be blunt, this year, whilst there have been some surprises and, you know, we've said before anyone could beat anyone, there are some bang average teams in that league. They really are. So if you look at the fixtures, we've got Wolves is the, is the next one on Saturday um, at home. Again, I don't know why I'm bothering saying home because it doesn't really matter to us at the minute. We've got Newcastle, Leeds, Burnley, Brighton and Fulham throughout February. All of those teams are in and amongst around us, Leeds being just above us, I think. Everyone else is, is beneath us the table. 
and, and most of those teams were on poor run. I mean, Newcastle, they, they, they look awful at the minute. So, you know, they're, they're, it's really important, I think, that we do show, show some sort of reaction and we do so very quickly in the next string of games. Because again, I'm not trying to, to gloss over it, but tonight we played an informed West Ham team. And that's why I asked you the question, did we play at the wrong time? Because they are bang at it. Like you said, they could have scored a number of goals before the before the half time whistle was up, uh, and, and yeah, I just I just I just think you know I'm trying to trying to trying to pick up positives and think about where we're going to go from here because we have to go somewhere. the The only way for me is to go into these next few runner games and really start picking up some points, getting momentum up again, mm. and it could look very very different very very quickly. You get pick up three 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 or so wins in the next four or five games. You know, we're in, we're in a different position, and the mood music's very different. Can I can I ask you boys then? I don't I don't mind in which order, to be honest with you. But would you make changes to the team at the moment? Who 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 do you think is not doing it on what you saw tonight, Lukey? Christ. Um, well, you look where you have got competition, don't you? So Nathaniel Klein's just signed a new contract. I don't think Joel Wall was particularly bad tonight. If I'm honest, I, I'd still I'd still have Mitchell in um, instead of PVA. I, I I think tonight one of the the positives was that Mitchell provided us that attacking threat as it were down the left hand side especially towards the end of the game started to get forward a little bit more and showed one of the few positives in the game for us the centre-back pairing I, I, I really worried when those two had a, a clash of heads just before half-time was it or no just just, just after half-time was it I think enough I thought I didn't quite I, I was hastily googling the uh, concussion sub rule to try and figure out if we, we could have two subs instead of the one I didn't quite know how that works but um, it'd be interesting to see what happens there I mean I think Sacco's out for a long time I, I, I don't think we're seeing him in a, a Palace squad again I don't know if I'm honest um, I think Do you think that, Eze was on it today? Do you think Eze well, was think on it today? I was, about, I, was about, I was about to say I think the middle of the pitch could do a bit of a shake up I think maybe Eze could do a, a rest I thought Luke would misplaced so many passes this evening you know you really want your, your captain to be a James McCarthy who, who really pushed towards the end and almost scored an absolute spelter at the end but he, oh yeah he's he, unlucky he uh he pushed really hard and well let's see what this new new lad can make because we need to talk about Jean-Philippe Matita um and him coming in but um they certainly pushed Christian Benteke uh, for that for that striker slot upside. Uh, Will funny. I, I'd make some changes, Kev. I would answer, answer your question. I, I I wouldn't change the back four like like Luke said. I don't think there's any reason to change any of them. But we have, you know, willing and able replacements if we need them. So if one of one of Kai Tao or Kehi wasn't able to play, I'd play Martin Kelly. I understand he's now back in training. He was on the bench tonight, wasn't he? I'd, yeah. I'd put him in there. Um, I, I I really really rate him again. Klein for for Ward is a good swap, and I would any day I have Mitchell over PVA so I wouldn't change any of them but there are people there if we need to cover for injuries mm-hmm. um, I'd say in midfield I'd, I would give Luca a rest I think he his passing is so so far off at the minute for me and, and he just doesn't again he's, he's, he's one of them who doesn't seem on his game at the minute um, so I, w- I would give him a break and I'd, I'd rather see James um, McCarthy play actually um, than him at the minute um, alongside James McArthur and then uh, I don't know. Maybe read a word in the middle with them. I, I think we should change the formation. I think we should get one up front, a target man up front, and use the Wilf and Eze combinations. I, I would drop Townsend. I, I, I love Anders Townsend. I love his work rate, his determination, his drive. But I just think he's... I think you alluded to it um, tonight, Kev, on, on the text, that he just constantly was getting knocked off the ball like, really easily. I think, wasn't it the second yeah, five, goal five, five, six, yeah. in the build-up? So, so yeah, I would I would give him a rest and I, I would go Wilf and Eze wide with Bentak out front and then I'd put the three in the middle, probably um, Reader World, McCarthy and MacArthur would be would be my team. Yeah. Um, 
to give give things a different 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 flex and, and mix it up a bit and, and see yeah. if that generates a reaction. Yeah. Well, I think as you said, we you know we need we need to get something Saturday. You know, we we need to pick up some points actually because. I think our running, I know we're still a long way off a running, but we've got some pretty nasty games like everyone has towards the end. And, you know, we've got to get the points in, some points in the bag. Uh, but, but, you know, I just, I don't know. It's just, you know, we, we've had some, some, not many highs. We've had a few highs on the pod. Um, we've had a lot of lows, but we're normally, I'd say pretty pumped and we're still pretty objective at the moment. I'm not necessarily really feeling it. I didn't really, I even started to make a cup of tea just before the second goal went in because, and I normally would always watch the match to the end, but I just didn't feel even with about six, seven minutes of injury time to go, you know, apart from that James McCarthy, James McCarthy one, which whizzed over the top. I didn't, we just didn't, I just, I just, I just didn't feel it. And that was really worrying, actually, really worrying. But there Is you go. Is there something to be said for, for, for the fact that I think West Ham has spent more than a hundred million pounds worth more than us? you know, over the last, I think, three or four seasons. And maybe that, that sort of investment is now starting to come together, although I, know, I appreciate they shipped a lot on, on Hanier. You know, we were beaten by, by a better team tonight. Declan Rice was brilliant in the middle of the pitch. I, I thought he controlled Absolutely. the game. There was a point where, he, towards the end of the game, he came back and tackled Wilf. And then yeah. I literally looked up and he was in the middle of the pitch. And I was like, yeah. the work rate was unbelievable. And, yeah. yeah, he was different, uh, we, different I, class. I would, yeah, I would like to say if we, if we could have a few Declan Rices, but um, I don't think we could, we could stretch that. Oh, my goodness. If, 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 you, if you think about it, actually, one of the biggest areas that we have, and it's probably why they made the signing they have, is up front. I mean, mm. Wilf has had a fantastic season. We're very lucky he has because he's what he's got. What has he got? Nine goals? Nine. He's nine. well and away top scorer, I think. And then it's what Ben Teke on a couple three and then Eze on two and Schlupp's got a couple I think but you know yeah. we, we haven't got you know anyone weighing in with Wilf you know if you had someone also weighing in with a number of goals yeah if you give we've talked we've talked a number of times about giving Ben Teke the service as well I mean that Pardew team where we had Balassi and Zahar to knock the balls in Ben Teke scored did he score did he score 16 17, 17 goals, goals? 17. yeah madness you know that that's what you need you need to give him the the, the, the opportunities and I you know, think back to Palace's most successful times of late, you know, the Glenn Murray with Balassi and Zahar, you know, the, yeah. the wingers, you know, historically the wingers bombing down, you know, it's the, the kind of football we, 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 we know and love. And I do think there might be something about returning to, to that. We've certainly got the ingredients for that type of setup. I was, I was going to say about the Benteke thing. There was one moment in the first half though, where the ball went in and Eze whipped a ball in and he didn't break his neck to get in the box when there was a chance. He almost stayed at the edge of the box. And that was the ball, the type of ball where he should have really been trying to, you know, trying to get on the end of something there when Eze whipped it in. And that was, I think that might have even still been at 1-0 at that point. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a, a, it was a quieter game for Benteke today um, from that, my point of view. But as you say, maybe, maybe we've got to go one up front with the two bombing down the sides, Matt. I think maybe that is where we've got to go now. Well, I think we're, we're certainly set up for that. I say with this new kid we we bought in, six foot four, so he's he's built in the mould of Benteke almost as a replacement with his contract coming to the end. There were, there were talks around. Uh, I think Sam Allen and I said something about if Benteke was available, he'd love to have him. But I can't see Palace letting him go unless they get a, a ridiculous offer. You know, with with what five months left on his contract, six months left in his contract, I can't I can't see him going anywhere unless someone wants to come in and give us sort of. Five ten million pound for him, which, which realistically yeah. isn't going to happen. So. But this this kid who, who's come in, it'll be interesting to see how Roy uses him. 
because you know we, we, we've talked before about Roy's ca cautious approach and the fact how he's, he's slowly uh, blooded Eze and other players younger younger players in not necessarily giving them you know something he said in the, in the pre-match interview was that you know he's got visa issues but he probably wouldn't it would be too early for him to be involved in the squad anyway so this is a, a kid who's done very well in the French League too obviously then gone to the Bundesliga and done really really well I think you may see a bit of frustration over the next few weeks that this the, the fans aren't seeing this new striker as much as um, they'd like to, especially with the, the lack of goals up front. It'll be very un of us to let Benteke go if there is interest, because this new chap is very un, un, unknown quantity, right? He's untested in this league at this level. So, you know, he may come in and absolutely smash it, but he may come in and, and, and struggle to, or take some time to get up to speed. And, you know, we've seen that with similar signings, haven't we? Likes of Surlot and others who haven't quite had the run of games that they, they might have needed. And, you know, if it's a Palace team who maybe are not getting results and are struggling, we're not going to play, you know, a, a, an unknown quantity or someone who's kind of still getting up to speed, are we? So, yeah, I'd be amazed if we let Benteke go, like you say, Luke, unless someone comes in for him with money. I, I can't yeah. see any more movements in, in, in that respect, um, particularly with contracts being up at the end of the year. If he, if he was sort of 18 months left of the contract, they can get some money for him, maybe, but yeah. I can't see it. From... Do, do you think, boys, do you think, you know, with the exception of the Benteke one where we know there's possible interest, do you think, um, do you think uh, anyone's going to make a late bid for Wilf? Uh, I'd be surprised, mate. If I'm honest, I think they'd need to be. If, if that was the case, then you know there's the rumours about Damari Gray coming in from Leicester and, and Palace making a move for him. I, I think his contract's up at the end of the summer, at the end of the season. So Palace might be able to get him for a deal. It might be a pre-contract agreement. You never know. It might just be an agent who's got six months left on his player's contract and he's touting around the, the papers. Who knows? I'd be very surprised, Kev, if if you were going to let your main man go. Um, What's the date now? 26th, 27th of January? Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't see it happening, if I'm honest. Part, part of me was worried that his absence last time was related to, to something going on in the background, you mm. know, and whether there was a move there. But I, I don't know, Kev. You, you know, you just don't know, do you, at the minute? You really hope not. Would be surprised at this stage if it did happen because it, because Palace have always talked about having a, a replacement for him and we haven't really got someone in that. I mean, you've got Isaiah in terms of the flair, but you haven't really got someone that you know, of anything like the talent of Wilf to, to, to take his place. So, yeah, yeah I'd be surprised. I, w I wouldn't be surprised if he made another sign-in, if I'm honest. I wouldn't mm. be surprised, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if maybe another centre-back, because I know we've got loads of them, but most of them are, have got injury problems, haven't they? You know, they're in and out of the team, and I, I wonder if there might be another another sign-in there um, in that respect. But, I, I you know... I, you just don't know, do you? With the January transfer, it's 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 very very hard to predict, and it's also hard to predict in a obviously financial financially strained environment that we're in at the minute. We talked about obviously um, Ray not being there today, and obviously the motivation from the boys, or or the the lack of the lack lacklusterness. I'm going to call it. That's a great word, isn't it? Lacklusterness. I love that. Do you think it's because Ray drives them? And and that is what was really missing tonight. Or are we are we looking too much into that? That that was part of the reason why they weren't at it tonight. Kev, it's 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 a good job the documentary that you watched before the game was on because uh, <laughs> the game that you uh, you paid uh, a lot of money to watch tonight certainly wasn't worth it, was it? Yeah, I I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's a really difficult one, isn't it? Because we we don't know. We're we're not behind the scenes. We're we're not in the know in that respect. I think I think what is evident though, week in week out, is how vocal Ray Lewington is there was the reference uh, last month about the, the, the halftime performance oh, that he put on 
to to, to get things going. Yes, uh, team yes, talk that right. he had to give. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. and, and yes. I think also we've we've touched a number of times in your in your question, uh, Kev, when you finally got there with it, was the fact that. <laughs> 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 it's a bad night, mate. It's been a bad night. But, but in, all, in all seriousness, you know, there, 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 there is a, a noticeable difference in terms of his vocal uh, talents uh, not being on display tonight. I mean, I had the sound on as well, Kev, but I must admit, I did notice. I, I, I noticed that he that there was an absence of, of, of him because every time the cameras panned down, he wasn't there. And I'm thinking, hang on, what's, what's, what's going on there? So... Um, yeah, I think I think we do we do miss him. He's he's kind of your, your, your when the fans aren't there, he's kind of your fan, isn't he? Edging him on, you know, go on, Wilf, you know, great tackle, you know, all the stuff he says, the kind of stuff you'd be saying from the from the stands. Um, how much of an impact that can have, that, that really really don't know. But I think I think it's a very fair point to say that we were certainly missing one of our key key men tonight, even if he doesn't play. But he has his shorts on, so if we ever do need him, he's ready to come on. Because don't forget, Ray Lewis was a handy player, wasn't he, back in the day? He could play a bit. Yeah, he could yeah. play a bit. He could play a bit. So listen, boys, are we going are we gonna be really upbeat and talk about this weekend and what we think we can get out of the game against Wolves on Saturday? Because they've got what Chelsea tomorrow and they're they're, they're not they're, they're right around us point wise, aren't they? So they're not in great form either at the moment. So um, you know, that fingers crossed it could it, we could be doing this pod Saturday night with an extra three points in the bag and feeling good going into our next game we're dragging when I look at their run of fixtures that's the one I think I'm not sure about the other ones I think yeah you know uh, we can get points off them they're not really good so and so forth actually the Wolves one is the one I'm, I'm not quite sure on because their league position every time I've seen them play this season they've been decent so I, I, I'm not sure if they're maybe the fourth position and maybe their their run of their run of results is, is what's what's put them where they are so that this this will be an interesting test it, it will be because um, it's probably the one in, in the in the fixture list that's a bit thornier than, than the others I was just going to say if I may Matt just very quickly I can confirm that their run of results is what's put them where they are <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I, I was trying to make light of the situation, mate. Apologies. Sorry, it was a it was poorly timed, and I apologise. I was going to say something along the same lines as Matthew that when I look at that run, I still remember it feels only last week that we had that really poor FA Cup game against Wolves, and I appreciate that you know we we shuffled the pack for that, but I thought Wolves were really good that night, and, and first half especially were very good and, and completely rolled us over. So I'd, I'd not discount this game, but looking forward. I was going to say Newcastle and Burnley, but how many points do we get out of them earlier in the season? So I'm I'm struggling for positivity from from honest Kev. Um, yeah. I, I don't see where the next points are going to go from. I, I think it's a, it's a loss on Saturday, three o'clock on Sky, and then yeah, it's it might be a bit of a, a limp over the finish line. I was going to say then, boys, do you, do you see a point on Saturday as a good result at home? Yeah, yes, I take a point now. Okay, I take a yeah. point now on the on the back of the run of results, and you know, again, like I say, I think Wolves are a bit of a false league position. I mean, Kev, you remember yeah. the cup game because that was on BT Sport, right? That was on BT Sport, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, they 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 were far far you know far better than us, I think, overall in the ninety minutes. And um, yeah, we've had a few run of games against them where they they really have looked really really good. I remember mm. once was it was it the season before last? It must have been a couple of years ago. Now I was on holiday, and they scored a really did they score a really really late equaliser? Wolves against us at Silla? Yes, yeah, they did. That was the goal that started them because you may recall they were having a terrible time and then they scored that goal against Palace in about the 96th minute and then I think they went on a run of about 11 or 12 games unbeaten um, and, and did very, very well So from that side. So that was good. Yeah, I mean, like we say, you know, you look at the, the league table, you look at the form 
table within that and it's there are, are a number of us on on bad runs yeah uh, my yeah. wife my wife at palace is you know where we picked up our one victory is sheffield united who you know have had one victory and they haven't had to buy one all season have they until that point so yeah it is concerning and i think this is where uh where you look to roy uh, and ray and their expertise and experience and, and this is where they earn their money right it's turning situations like this around i have every faith they will do you know like you said kev i, I really do hope that we hold on to our Wilfs and, and the like in, in the next uh, coming days and that we don't have that to deal with as well because we don't let's face it we don't need that at the minute but but yeah we do feel very flat tonight it's it's difficult isn't it on the back of not just that result but then the run of results that we've had two two fine positives I think what is in there like we say the positives is the opportunities we have in the in the run of games to pick some stuff up and hopefully hopefully turn it around but but we we will certainly see if there's another consolation Matt if I can just share it with you West Brom have just gone three 0 down at home in 29 minutes to Man City so um. Uh, they are really are struggling at the bottom as well. So without being disrespectful to them, um, they are mostly really getting cut adrift with Sheffield as well. I would have thought at the bottom. So that's two of uh, two possibly gone already. I mean, three nil down in twenty nine minutes. This could be a Liverpool seven nil for them. Let's hope it is, mate. Just to take the the shine off our one, eh? Even though boys. <laughs> Roy has cursed Liverpool because they haven't won since that game, have they? So uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the curse of Roy. <laughs> the curse of he Roy. let you score seven goals, but then uh, you won't you won't win for another seven. So, chaps, thanks very much for, for joining me this evening. Uh, sorry, it wasn't a a more positive and upbeat pod, but we we certainly tried our best. Palace did fall to a, a three-two defeat today, uh, but as we said, onwards and upwards, and let's look to the next run of games for some three points uh, and some results for the Palace. Um, as always, don't forget you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Six Pointer Podcast. Uh, and we'll be back with you on Saturday for reaction to hopefully a better result for the Palace uh, at Wolves. Uh, chaps, as always, thanks very much and up the Palace. Up the Palace. Up the, palace. the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh,